Flushing girl from Flushing. The nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, uh, Miss Fine. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Oh, Mr. Sheffield, a podcast about the 90s TV show The Nanny starring Fran Drescher. I am Shondi Pasquale here with... Toria Sheffield. That's right. And we're your hostesses with the mostesses mm-hmm. here to bring you up to speed on season three, episode six, Shopaholic. Yes. The episode where Fran's ex, Danny, gets engaged, leading her to spiral into shopping addiction. Yep. And we have different, you know, we talked about this briefly beforehand. We have very different feelings about this episode. Yeah. This episode didn't didn't hit for me. Um it, I liked I liked some stuff, but ultimately it just didn't – this one didn't land for me. Toria, you liked it more. I liked it more, and I have a note that says some big stuff happens. We have another Fran, Mr. Sheffield kiss. We this do. We do. That's true. Um, and so um, – But on. didn't you feel like overall this was a – I don't know. It was the whole shopaholic thing. I, I feel like – it was one part – I was like, wait, are they doing a very special episode about addiction? But then they kind of didn't and they just leaned into every type of addiction trope you could have and it ended up just being – and then I was like, well, are they making fun of like shopping addiction? Because shopping addiction is real, right? And it was like, well, is this – are they making fun of shopping addiction? Are they trying to warn us about shopping addiction? Like it just felt like the episode didn't – like it, I, I don't know. It just it didn't it didn't hit for me. Maybe I'm a little sensitive to addiction stuff because I've got some family with some addiction issues. But I, th- this one just didn't land for me. I felt like they treated it like a real thing, and I actually think that they took it very seriously. I mean, like when they recognize it as a problem that she has. And yes, there was jokes about it, which like maybe you wouldn't make if you really felt someone had like an alcohol addiction. Um, but they they seemed to really support her in her getting seeking help in her recovery. Yes. And then the thing that ultimately makes her not you know, the thing that gets her past the hump was was what really does get you past the hump sometimes in addiction, which is like you're trying to fill a void and you have to fill it somewhere else. Um, but that being said, we start this episode off with Fran applying for a credit card. So, uh, you know, as we know, she has loves her credit cards. And Val comes in and she looks ashen face. And she's in the kitchen. She's like, Fran, I'm so sorry. And Fran's like, did somebody die? Was it somebody famous? And she starts going, oh, and Val's like, it's Danny. And then Val, uh, Fran goes, Danny Thomas? Danny Kay? Danny Bonaducci? <laughs> and, and, then, and then she's like, no, Fran, Danny Imperiali, your ex, he's getting engaged. And then Fran screams, no, God, why? Why not me first? <laughs> um, and we... So that's like before the opening credits. And then we cut to the to the morning breakfast table. And I did like this. I loved <laughs> I loved this, which is basically the idea we find out at the kitchen table that Niles is super up on Fran gossip yeah. and loves to dish before Fran comes down for breakfast to the entire Sheffield family. Yes. And I I just thought this was such a funny like like it was such a funny character beat for all of them, like that they're all so invested and that Niles is, of course, the gossiping one. It was great. And yeah. so he basically tells the kids that like Fran is upset because Danny is marrying Heather Biblo. Oh, who- oh, no. He doesn't even tell them the Heather Biblo part yet. He just is telling them that, you know, she's getting engaged, that he got engaged. Right. 
because then Mr. Sheffield comes in and he chastises them for gossiping until then he he finds out that it's Heather Biblo. And then yeah. he goes, oh, the tramp who stole him away from his fine. <laughs> and then they all get it on the hot goss. I, we, um, I wish we had asked uh, I wish we had asked Peter who Heather Biblo was to them in real life and why are they so mad at her? Ah, like if she's a real person. Like if she's based on like a real thing or a real person or if like it's just the name of someone they disliked and they were just like, we'll just name the shitty character Heather Biblo. I mean, it's a very funny name. It's a funny <laughs> it's name. It's a great name. Oh. Um, but yeah, it's funny. And then we get a beat where <laughs> when, they, when they find out she's marrying, or he's marrying Heather Biblo, Gracie goes, oi, I'm plotting from this news. Yes. <laughs> which yes. aligns with what, you know, with what we always talk about with like, it's funny how the ways in which Fran has influenced this whole family mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and the, and the Yiddish and the Yiddish reactions, the Jewish, the very Jewish reactions to things mm-hmm. I think is like blanketed across the whole family. They all just like, it's infectious, <laughs> yes. you know? Yes. Yes. And so then they think Fran's going to come in distraught to breakfast, but she actually comes in like dressed to the nines, easy breezy, like seemingly very cheerful. She's like, you think I actually care about that? Let somebody else comb the tangles out of Danny's back hair. And she's like, seriously, I'm fine. Like I'm not, I'm not acting out of the ordinary at all. No sooner does she say that, does Niles go, did somebody order a power drill? And she's like, oh, me, me, me. She opens up this case and she goes, ooh, yeah, I'm definitely getting the matching table saw for this baby. (laughs) Um, And at which point, you know, the very wise little Gracie is like, you know, Fran, like, you know, if you're upset about Danny, buying stuff's not going to make you feel better. And she's like, oh, what a wise little girl. I'll buy you a toy. Um, and so we start- Which we just, gets Gracie like on board. <laughs> yes. She's like, hey, if she's happy, I'm happy. She's into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, but we established though that, you know, Fran is really developing um, a pattern of buying things or, or has this addiction to deal with her sadness, which we cut to, um, as you alluded to in last week's episode, we have this scene that takes us outside of the apartment, out into the real world, and with- music that they've clearly paid for. What what was the uh, song? I'm, I'm forgetting now, but it was like a shopping theme song. Um, oh, uh, it, uh, it was, I have this, hold on. It was, um, it was shop around, wasn't it? My oh, mama yeah, told you better me, you better shop around. Yes. Smokey Robinson, yeah, they're emerging from every store on Park Avenue and Fifth Avenue with bags. And we and get boxes. some actual on location, like they were actually outside, like shooting in the streets of New York. Mm-hmm, which, mm-hmm. and I believe the show was filmed in Los Angeles. So this was like a, this was like a let's go get some stuff in New York shots. Wow, yeah, yeah, it was. I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Um, and uh, at one point. Um, Grace, uh, no, Fran goes, uh, don't worry, Gracie. We just have one more stop. And then Gracie's like, where? And she goes, New Jersey. <laughs> so now they're clearly going to go look at all the outlet stores in New Jersey. Um, and, you know, they get there and Fran's dragging Gracie around this store. And, and Gracie's literally like, Fran, I'm worried about you. Every single time you hear Danny's name, you buy something. And she's like, no, I don't. And no sooner does she do that is she literally just like grabbing scarves off display cases and rip and like, ripping dresses off of mannequins. And then at one point she literally sees all these women looking at these Gucci belts on sale. And so she goes quick, Gracie. And so uh, she falls to the floor, screams, she has a shellfish allergy. And then, so, and then she goes, Gracie, go run and get the belt. 
so and then she's like the suede the i like suede. this mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so she's just gone off the deep end um and then in the next scene we uh find out that uh that so we have Niles and Mr. Sheffield doing hot goss again in the kitchen. And Niles tells Mr. Sheffield that Heather Bibla wanted Val out of the bridal shop. So he literally fired her. And then he also goes, and and Val gained back those five pounds she lost. <laughs> Mr. Sheffield goes, I was going to say. And I'm like, wow, these bitches are so petty. <laughs> like, Val and Mr. Sheffield together, like, watch out. Um and um, we – so Mr. Sheffield, he – he well, they basically – oh, I think that we have – don't we have that scene here where it's the like the popsicle scene where – Yeah. With so, so, yeah. So basically Niles is making popsicle. He was just pulled popsicles out of the freezer, I guess. And Mr. Mm-hmm. Sheffield comes in to eat one and he's like, oh, don't eat it so – Like those uh, will stick to your tongue. Like it'll stick to your – it's too cold. Like let them thaw a little bit because it will stick right to your tongue. And he's like, oh, okay, thank you. And then Cece walks in and she goes, oh, popsicles? And he goes, oh, yes, have one. Yes, yes. So <laughs> so she tries one and it gets stuck to her tongue and um, then she can't talk. And he keeps – and as she tries to say like, you know, help me. Like why did you do this to me? All these things. He's translating what she's saying and he just says <laughs> – He'll say things like, uh, she says she quit. Uh, and then she's like, la, 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 la. And he's like, uh, she says she's so uncomfortable. She shouldn't have tried to squeeze into that size six dress. And Mr. Yeah. Sheffield's like, she said that? And he goes, no, but isn't it obvious? It's just so mean. It's good. And so well, basically the whole, like the plot point of the scene is that Niles is still gossiping and we learn that Heather- gets, There's going to be a Tupperware party. And that Heather kicked Val out of the bridal shop. Yes, but the other big thing that will come in later is that uh, Fran is now about to host a Tupperware party yeah. in a couple of days, which is like another excuse for people to buy stuff. Yeah, to spend money. Um, and so they're like, you know what? I think something's really going on with her. I think she might be a shopaholic, at which point this is when Mr. Sheffield goes up to Fran's room. The room is just like covered in junk and shopping bags and all this stuff. And he's basically like, Miss Fine, like, I think you have a problem. And she's like, yeah. no, 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 I don't. I don't. She's like, I'm a social shopper. Just once, twice a day, just to take the edge off. And he's like, Miss Fine, like, do people – have people been shopping in your family since – or something like that. Like, do people shop in your family? And she's like, no, no. I mean, sure, dad used to get off work, go pick up a few things with the boys. <laughs> so they're, they're definitely doing the, like, you know, the I'm, I am confronting you about your alcohol addiction problem, but with shopping. Oh, hold on one sec while I turn this – I turn this thing off. Oh, there we go. Um, okay. Toria's heart so, monitor is going off again. <laughs> oh, I am on death's door. Um, but so <laughs> basically, you know, she's like, no, no, like I, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem. At which point she looks at herself in the mirror and she goes, oh, my God, you're right. I bought coral lipstick. So she realizes <laughs> that like she's just buying literally anything and everything. To fill the void. Um, yeah. Yeah, to fill the void. So we then establish in the next scene that she is going to shoppers anonymous meetings because we're at dinner and, you know, Mr. Sheffield says something like, okay, Miss Fine's coming back from her first meeting. Like don't do anything that's going to, you know, trigger her. But we also have, to side note, Brighton casually panning through a Victoria's Secret catalog <laughs> at the dinner table. Yes. Mr. Sheffield grabs it from him and Niles goes, I'll dispose of this. 
He then looks at it, shivers, and puts it in his coat pocket. <laughs> we, back to this. Back to Horny Niles. <laughs> horny Niles, Horny Brighton. Um, I mean, to be fair, last episode, Niles was like just trying to sneak a peek at her in her bra. So like Horny Niles never went away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's like, and hey, Brighton is at that age, but still, it's very shameless to just. Niles is a grown man. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but so you know, Fran comes back and she says that the meeting went well, but you know she has to go through her twelve steps, and she very, very reluctantly reveals that one of the steps is cutting uh, her credit cards, and yes. and she's like, no, they're like my children. She she like literally unveils a stack of them. And she goes, this one's the oldest. It's going to be 12 in June. <laughs> Which this was a joke that I flagged as like, oh, this beat doesn't really work anymore. Because like the whole joke is that she opens up her wallet and where you would normally have pictures of your family. Because we used to have in the wallet, you'd have like a little thing of clear, mm-hmm. uh, uh, these like clear plastic sleeves mm-hmm. and they would unfurl. And the whole point was you could like load them up with pictures. And so people would open up their wallets and be like, look, this is my family. And they'd drop all the pictures down and be like, there's my wife, there's my son, there's this one, there's that one. And I was like, that joke doesn't work anymore. No one keeps pictures in their wallet anymore. True, this would true. only be on your cell phone. Um, so like the whole beat, like the whole setup of like why this joke is funny doesn't really translate. Cause like the whole bit is that she's like, Oh, the, like the, I remember where I got each one, which is what you would say if you were showing someone like actual pictures yeah. and she uses like the pictures in her wallet, those spots for credit cards. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting that like, yeah, it doesn't true. really, doesn't really translate anymore, you know? Yeah. Cause that's like not even an action we do. That's valid. That's true. I didn't even think of it because yeah. the thing is like, what I feel like younger viewers might not realize is like, I feel like because we live through these times, I can watch these things. And even though I don't live like that now, I can just be fully immersed in what's happening. Like, it the makes very, sense. Yeah. There's You're very, like, oh yeah, this is how people behaved. Yeah. Yes. Like, you know, it's, I don't even think this is what it used to be like. I'm just, you know, it doesn't ring there no alarm go, bells go off i right. like am fully in the context of what's going on we then we kind of then further the uh addiction like the addiction analogy um theme that's happening because that evening fran is literally shivering with a blanket in the living room yeah. screen, like yelling like i just let me get one uh one qv what is it qv tv fix just let me get my fix um and mr Sh- yeah. and like you know uh niles is holding her down and fran's like i've got the receipt and he holds up a receipt to her nose and she sniffs it and when he pulls it away she literally has like ink on her nose like a basically like a coke addict yeah and she and goes she's like, like oh well, yeah that's the, the stuff. good stuff that's the good <laughs> stuff and you know mr sheffield offers to like help sit with her through the night to get her through this to ensure she doesn't shop and she's silly. you know he gives her a big hug and she's like oh no she's like i'll be fine you go off to bed and he's like are you sure and she's like i'm sure and he leaves the room and tells niles that you know he offered to sit with her but you know she's fine and niles is like sir no like addicts are sneaky they'll do anything for the next fix and then they realize uh that she stole mr uh sheffield's niles. credit card while hugging she yeah niles's credit card no 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 in this scene she's oh, right this mr. is mr sheffield's right right so so um <laughs> Spoiler for later, though. But so Mr. Sheffield realizes his uh, credit card's missing, and then he goes back to the other room, and he literally has to like wrestle it from Fran because she's like barking, she's like growling at him like a dog, <laughs> and he literally gets it back from her, and then like holds her. And she's like, "It's okay." And I wrote, "He's super chill considering his employee stole his credit card." 
<laughs> like, you know, he's being very understanding about this. Um, but they end up waking up the next morning on the couch and like he's holding her and and she's actually literally dreaming about shopping clearly. <laughs> but he's he wakes her up and he's like, Miss Fine, wake up. We did it. And she's like, we did? I didn't feel a thing. But you were great, Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> um, because she clearly thinks he meant they had sex. But, but he means like we got through the night and you didn't shop. Um but the big test for Fran comes later that day because it's the day of the Tupperware party that she's hosting. And it's like, can she get through this without buying stuff? And yeah. we actually don't see the Tupperware party, but we see like after it. Like Niles is in the kitchen cleaning up and Mr. Sheffield comes in and he's like, you know, what? how, how did it go? And Niles is like, oh, you would have been so proud of her. You know, she didn't buy anything. And then – like who walks in but Heather Bibbo and she's pregnant. And Mr. Sheffield's <laughs> like, no. And he's like, yes, but you know, she just gave me a big hug and she went straight to her shoppers anonymous meeting. And then Mr. Sheffield's like, wait, she gave you a hug. And then they realize that Niles's credit card is gone. <laughs> and then Mr. Sheffield's like, oh, where do you think she would have gone? And Niles is like, on what you pay me, probably an outlet store in Jersey. Which <laughs> 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 is funny and sad. But, uh, um, Oh. Mm-hmm. So first, why did she invite Heather Biblo to her Tupperware party? No, I don't think she did. I think I think Biblo crashed. But why? Okay, and then, <laughs> but why? <laughs> like, why would because Heather Biblo? Because to be a petty bitch, she's being a petty bitch. Man, I hate and- Heather Biblo. Um, and then we see Fran shopping <laughs> with Niles's credit card. Yes. Well, she is at a store, this a store in Jersey, like a mall, like again, a nice store. And she's literally like, like the, the store girl, the clerk comes up and is like, don't you think you've had enough? And she's like, just give me some hoop earrings for the road. Which by the way, this was, this was the scene where I went, oh shoot, they really flew to New York to get some New York stuff because she's holding an in and out cup in her hand in this scene. And there is no in and out on the East coast. So like they- Definitely we're shooting the studio stuff in California. That's how they so easily got their hands on an In-N-Out cup. Mm-hmm. And then I guess I would bet that throughout this season, I bet you we see more shots outside. Because you don't go to New York just to shoot that one yes, 10 yes, second very thing. true. They probably did at the very end of the season a let's go to New York and shoot for like a week or two and pick up a bunch of stuff for episodes where we need it. And I bet yeah. you anything we'll see more New York exteriors this season based on just that. I mean, just knowing how production works, they would have, yeah. they would not have flown there just for, for that. Uh, but they would have flown there for like, Hey, we can like film like 10 things and like space them out throughout the season and get like, uh, you know, really set them in New York for real. Yeah. 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 Very so I true. thought that was, I thought it was really interesting though, that she's holding an in and out cup. Oh like, yeah. And one of huh. our listeners actually wrote in and clocked that when we get to listeners, uh, comments. Oh really? Too. Oh, that's yeah, funny. That was interesting. Um, but so, you know, Mr. Sheffield shows up and he sees her in this like heap of shopping bags and they kind of have this heart to heart where, um, you know, he's like, Miss Fine, like really, like you you can't let Danny upset you like this. I know you miss him. And she's like, no, she's like, it's not about Danny. I don't miss Danny. She's like, it's what this whole thing represents. Like he is starting a life and a family and life mm-hmm. is passing me by. I'm getting older and I'm, I don't have any of that. And, you know, Mr. Sheffield's like, you know, he's like, I I understand. I get that. But, you know, maybe for now you to just accept, you know, a, a three children and a family that loves you. And, and he, she's like, 
you know, that's very kind of you, but like sometimes I'm just afraid like I'm never going to find that person. And he's like, you know, I feel the same way. And they look at each other and they actually share a very, you know, deep kiss, like a passionate kiss, um, at which point she passes out. But he doesn't notice because he's turned away like right before she does that. And he starts to apologize and he's like, oh, I'm just fine. Like I shouldn't have done that. I, you know, it just you looked so vulnerable and, blah, 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 and I'm so sorry I made that mistake. At which point he realizes she's passed out. And, you know, he he goes to her aid and she wakes up and she literally has no idea how she got to this mall in Jersey. And she's like, oh, no, like I must have had one of those like shopping blackouts. Um, she's like a girl in my group had one of these. <laughs> she actually woke up under a pile of um, discounted jeans. And then she said something like they were baggy cut. Can you imagine the like, the humiliation? <laughs> that, like that's someone's low point is <laughs> not just waking up under a pile of clothes they bought, but that they were ugly clothes. They were like ugly clothes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but so, you know, he realizes that she has no recollection that they kissed. But then the sales clerk comes back and she's like, you know, ma'am, we're closing. Do you want me to bring all this stuff up? And she's about to say yes. And then she's like, you know what? She's like, I actually realized like, I don't feel like I need this anymore. She's like, it's yeah. okay. And then she's like, but I do weirdly feel like a cigarette. Yeah. Um, but but she, she says something where she's basically like, you know, I don't know what happened during my blackout, but whatever it is, it was like just what I needed. Yeah. So clearly she got the emotional fulfillment that made her feel like she no longer had a void. And it was, yes. you know, obviously Mr. Sheffield and, you know, all that. But so they, you know, that, that's this the end is, of the episode. It's this very is their cute. fifth kiss, by the way. I was wondering. I was like, should we keep a tally? It's their uh, IMDb did it for me. This is their fifth kiss. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, five times. Five times. You know what they say? Five times is five times. <laughs> <laughs> five times is five times. Um, all right. Well, on that note, let's move to segments. Segments. And now, segments. So, segments. Yeah, no, I think we should move on to segments. I to say we can move on to our segments. And now, segments. Segments uh, with Sean and Toria. Okay, Toria. Um, I, I, you know, I didn't have a ton this episode. I was, like I said, I wasn't a fan. I thought that the the second half of the episode kind of lost me a little bit. I kind of got taken out of it by the way they were handling all the addiction stuff. It just felt like a little too. It, it just it felt like a goof. And, and, and not that I wanted a very special episode because I don't think this is the show for that, but I would have rather them just not do it, you know, like, and then I, I did, I went on this tangent where I was like, was shopaholic a thing in the nineties that like, just everyone was doing. And I just, I couldn't confirm whether or not that was like a nineties thing where suddenly people were like, I'm a shopaholic, but. Well, and are you bothered by it because you're like, Oh, a shopping addiction actually does like ruin lives. And you know, well, I'm bothered by, by two things because it's like, it's real. So like, yes, on the one hand, it does actually affect people. And this sort of like makes it seem like it's a big joke, you know, like it's not that big of a deal. And then I was also bothered by it because the whole like withdrawal scenes and everything. Mm. It was like, I don't think like withdrawal is not the same for every addiction. And like the idea that shopping addiction is just like, she would be like tweaking out on the couch and need to smell a receipt and stuff. Then it just felt like, Oh, so they're just making light of this. Like they don't think this is a real thing. Like it's so, yeah. So for me, it just like didn't totally just land in the right spot for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can see how maybe being like, Oh, this to me makes, 
you're you're making fun of like real withdrawal from cap from you know actual drugs or making light of it. Yeah. I was I, I don't think that they were making it out to be the chopaholic is not real, but um I was I was pretty I I can see I can see someone being like don't you know don't laugh at people who are suffering and struggling but I I was not bothered but um but with so for my favorite I I mean I loved the line where um Niles <laughs> claims that Cece uh, what says she was very uncomfortable in that dress and that she wants to quit <laughs> yeah and then but that when Mr. Sheffield specifically when he says she said that like she said she was shouldn't have squeezed into a size 6 and he goes no, but isn't it obvious? I just wrote "sick as hell burn." Yeah, sick burn. And um, I also I actually, like Fran yelling about her shellfish allergy. I thought that was fun. It was a funny bit. Well, and I did like though um, when he asked her if shopping runs in the family, and she's like, "Well, sure, Dad would stop by the store and pick up a few things with the boys." Because like just <laughs> the just the visual of like instead of going to the bar, like you yeah. and your boys like picking a few things up. I did. I yeah, I listed all mine. Like I like Niles' mm-hmm. outlet store in New Jersey line based on how much he gets paid. Um, but so with our listeners' comments, um, we actually had our very devoted listener, um, Susanna Varghese, write in again. Um, she always gives us like such um, fun little comments and insights. She first of all did notice the uh, in and out cut. You know that song. Susanna, yeah. oh, no, I, I hope I, you're happy now. Oh, I thought you were turning Hosanna into Susanna. Yeah. Like, <laughs> feel you, Susanna. Susanna. You, thought I, <laughs> you thought I went after um, Sweetie Todd. Sweetie Todd. Yeah, I, I feel you, Susanna. Susanna. Da, 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 da. Okay. You're always shopping, <laughs> even though you cannot stop. <sighs> no, I was singing a different song. Never I'll play both it. underneath us talking over all of this. Okay. Um, she wrote that you know when um she goes Danny Bonaduce is a real person, whereas Ruben Kincaid is a, a fictional character, which yeah. is funny because at the beginning of the show, when Fran is thinking that a famous Danny died, she guesses Danny Bonaduce, the actor from the Partridge Family, and she goes. <laughs> Who would have thought he'd go before Reuben Kincaid, who I think was like the father on the Partridge Family? I think old- so, but I, uh, Partridge Family is beyond me. Yes, I never actually watched the Partridge Family, at but I'm perfect, sure like, I'm sure perfect. I would have if they aired it on Nick at Night. Um, I feel like it was on somewhere, and I was like, "This one's a pass for me." I was a, I was a, I only had room for one family, and that was the Brady Bunch. Mm, interesting. Only and one seventies the- family. It's only one. That's true. It's a lot. Um, she also um, noted that Fran looked great in that black jumpsuit, which she did. Yeah, she, did. she sure did. Um, she she's a stunning says, woman, Fran. Dresser. She is, and you, I just love. Woman. I mean, not that I don't love it when any woman does it, but I love when a really gorgeous woman who like could just play gorgeous is so has no vanity in their performances and their facial expressions and you know yeah. their jokes like, i mean there was literally a constipation joke at her expense in this episode you know yeah. oh she's game i mean she's yeah. she's a very beautiful woman but she is game to look a fool like she I, does I, not care she will look stupid she will act dumb she'll make dumb faces she'll she'll make her hair weird like she she's not vain at all it's it's great it's great and i actually um i sh- did forget to, i should have mentioned that um 
there, one of my other favorite jokes is earlier in the episode after it's established that Danny's engaged and, you know, the family's like, oh no, Miss Fine's going to be distraught. Fran comes downstairs and sits down to breakfast and Mr. Sheffield's like, Miss Fine, we all know what you're going through. We get it. Just, it's not good for you though. You have to let it out. And she goes, Niles, you told everyone. She's like, if you're so concerned, where, like, I don't see any prunes on the table. <laughs> like, <laughs> clearly thinking, she clearly like revealed to Niles that she was constipated. <laughs> he told everyone. But um, she also, um, she says, FYI, Heather Biblo's pregnancy has a storyline in the future. But when we actually meet the character, there is no mention of it, which makes me so excited to meet Heather Biblo. I'm very excited to meet Heather Biblo. I'm so excited. Very excited. And also, I'm okay that they don't mention it. She has a kid. Not everyone. Like, what, you know. Or maybe they don't mention it. Maybe, maybe, maybe I mean, she's maybe. like, I'm childless. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Sorry, I meant maybe they yeah. do mention it. It's weird. But so those were some uh, nice little um, – she said some other things about stuff that she liked, but those were ones that I thought were kind of like extra um, extra relevant. <laughs> she said some stuff that she liked, but we don't care about her. Thoughts, so <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, it was all the stuff we liked. It was all the stuff we liked. Um, Yiddish, we got plotsing again when Gracie plotsing. goes, oh, yeah, I'm plotsing from the news. We also got a new one, Schnook, because uh, yeah. um, Fran says, you know, if D- Danny, if that Schnook Danny can get yeah. someone, why can't I find anyone? And a Schnook is a gullible or stupid person, sometimes a pitifully meek person, too. Yiddish has a lot of words for dummies. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like, there's Schnook, there's Putz, there's Yutz, there's... <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just a lot. A like lot. it just shows you uh, our people are constantly annoyed by people being a dumb. Lots, yes, lots of insulting <laughs> words. Like, like um, if you're even a little, if you if your intelligence seems even a little bit below ours, we got a word to describe you. Also, if you notice, like so many loving words for children and just so uh-huh. many mean words for adults. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. But so okay, so for nanny uh-huh. trivia, I know that sometimes we do corrections corner instead of trivia, and sometimes yeah. we do nanny out in the world. And today is a nanny out in the world, and it's more just an anecdote that I have, which was killing me. Okay, I was like, what are the odds? So um, as Sean knows, I so I work sometimes. Um, in office at a place where people get like pers- like facials mm-hmm. and Botox and things like that. So and I will just say a very um, – So many facials. So- <laughs> what? Nothing. Don't make, uh- <laughs> don't make this weird. Stop it. At- I don't know. You did that. Only because I'm you on guard. I'm on guard for it because so many people make that joke, and it's always dudes. It's never women. Women are always like genuinely interested and excited, and men just go, <laughs> "Yeah, they do facials there." And I'm like, you know what? Guess what? You're not the first person to make. <laughs> but anyway, so I worked there, and someone came in, and it was a very, a very flamboyantly gay man. You know, just mm-hmm. funny and hilarious, and full of like life, and kept saying to the, he was there for Botox. And the thing what people may or may not know about Botox is that um, you usually need like a, a follow-up appointment after two weeks because your your facial muscles are sometimes asymmetric and one side can be stronger than the other. So you can kind of start to get like an arched eyebrow um, that they'll right. then adjust. Um, and some some people will call it like the Spock eye and they'll be like, you know, I don't want Spock eyebrows. So can you, you know, I usually, Get, do a little more over here or whatever. This guy kept saying, I just don't want to look like Mr. Sheffield, okay? <laughs> he was like, he was like, he said it like four times. He was like, you know, a stronger here and always here. I don't want to, and I was I, I was laughing. And then I looked up pictures of Mr. Sheffield and 
Mr. Sheffield is he he arches an eyebrow a lot. Like he has a very debonair. And if you actually just Google photos of him, it's not that he, you know, has it all the time, but he often will in a very debonair way have sort of that one eyebrow raise. And it was very funny to me that of like all the references in all of the world of pop culture, this guy who was literally probably 32, 33, <laughs> was using Mr. Sheffield as his <laughs> reference. So I was thinking like maybe he's been watching it on HBO a ton. Yeah. Maybe he grew up loving the nanny um, yeah but it was killing me um it's a relevant doc- show i mean people love the show yeah it know. was killing me um and so i just thought that was like it was very funny to me and i and what a what a like um scenario to have that reference right. uh to reference the nanny and so for the free and the cc also hey maybe this is why i was more forgiving of this plot line i definitely uh get a rush of something when I shop. Like I mm. I definitely maybe related to Fran a little. Um, I mean, I do too in the sense that like I like I definitely have used shopping as a way to make myself f- f- feel better. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, I think everybody does that, right? Like yeah. I I feel like everyone does that. Everyone everyone goes shopping and when they're depressed and it is a good way to sort of convince yourself that it's not even convincing yourself, right? You just kind of like feel better having done something for yourself. Like, yes. Well, I, yes, I think, and that's a very forgiving, that's a, that's the kind uh, version of it. And I think that's true for a lot of people where you're like, Oh, it feels like I took care of myself a little, but I really like, I, I, this is not a joke. I cannot go into a Marshalls and not come out with something. Like mm. it is, is that physically impossible. It's true. It's absolutely wow. true. It's physically impossible. And I do wow. the thing where if something's on sale and I don't really need it, it I'm like, well, I'd be an idiot not to buy this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like I was a. Tar- I found out there was a whole clearance yeah. bin at. Uh, been at Target the other day for makeup and Kyle literally saw me like I was there like we can only go in and out like we don't have much time I don't have much time like and I was the one like putting all this stress on how we don't have much time at which point I literally pass it and then I go back and I start like rummaging through it like an animal like a raccoon in a trash bag (laughs) and I had to buy something oh my god yeah (laughs) okay so you really related to this episode I did I mean I did (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I think that's so funny. <laughs> I don't know. It's like it, I see the deal. And I can't. All right, all right, um, all right. So that's an episode. Um, you know, I, I again, I enjoyed it. I understand though why you why parts of it kind of you know didn't feel sit right. Uh, but some very funny lines. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Great performances throughout too. You know, I mean it. It was very, it was a very, very funny episode of the show. I just, I, I just, it, it, you know, I don't know. It just, some of it, I was just like, all right, I, I get the joke. The joke is like being an addict sucks. And like, <laughs> like, I, I don't know, but it was fine. And I did, this is two in a row that had some really great Niles performances, quite mm-hmm. frankly, like really strong Niles stuff. Although nothing will be Niles vacuuming past the room and then walking back the other way not vacuuming just dragging the vacuum cleaner behind him like lionel with his blanket or no yeah. or someone or so yeah or like the sad charlie brown uh, i'm gonna i'm just gonna keep laughing about that because it's so funny yep 
Um, uh, but yeah, so good episode. Yeah, follow us. Oh, yeah, follow on. us on the social media at uh, Oh Mr. Chef Pod, um, and also go leave a review, leave, rate it five stars. You know, really pump the show up so that other people can find it. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Oh Mr. Sheffield. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Bye. The flashing girl from Flushing. Name Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, uh, Miss Fine. <laughs> <laughs>